NDP leader Jagmeet Singh says he is refusing to end his coalition with the Liberals and trigger an election until confidence is restored in the electoral system. The City of Toronto is handing out Toronto-branded crack and crystal meth pipes to homeless shelters across the city. A group assembled to oversee the search into potential grave sites identified near former residential schools has refused to work with a hog-based missing persons organization. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, May 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Cosman Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh is brushing off calls to end his party's coalition with the governing Liberals saying confidence must be restored in the electoral process before he forces an election. On Tuesday, Singh said, quote, I would question the approach of creating the conditions for an election or triggering an election as not serious about protecting our democracy. If we want to protect our democracy, I think the approach should be let's put in place new measures. I would like to see a series of steps being taken, and that to me would show some real seriousness about protecting our electoral system. Singh's comments come as both the NDP and Conservatives are criticizing Special Rapporteur David Johnston's recommendation that the government not move forward with the public inquiry into allegations of foreign interference into Canada's elections. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev has called on Singh to abandon the NDP's coalition with Liberals, accusing Singh of covering up for Trudeau's latest scandal. On Tuesday, the NDP introduced a non-binding motion in the House calling on Johnston to step down from his position as special rapporteur and for a public inquiry to be struck by the government. Every single time Jagmeet Singh opens his mouth, you have to laugh because what comes out of it is usually so incoherent. In this quote from this story here, he's kind of rambling on about the steps that should be taken to protect our democracy and electoral system. Of course, he does not really give any explanation of what those steps would look like. And while we can kind of laugh at Jagmeet Singh's silliness and unserious approach to politics, it is actually very frustrating in politics now how often personal ambitions get in the way of doing what needs to be done. And in this case, Jagmeet Singh has time and time again stopped a federal election from being triggered. I would argue that fear over the electoral system with the context that the Liberal government seemed to know that foreign interference was ongoing should be enough to trigger an election and hopefully incite a change in government. What's your take, Cosman? I mean, it's bizarre. What does he even mean by uh, confidence must be restored? I've seen the polls actually gauging this exact question, whether people still trust Canada's uh, election system after the uh, revelations of this foreign interference. And actually, trust is still pretty high in our electoral process. If I recall correctly, in March... One of the major polling companies uh, asked this question uh, of the electorate, and I think it was like over 70%, maybe 71% of people said they still maintain trust in the electoral process, despite the fact that they want uh, an inquiry into what happened, right? So you can have both these situations where, well, look, we know that there was some some meddling going on, there was some interference, you know, there, there was some questionable tactics by a foreign government. 
but we still trust in, in Elections Canada to conduct uh, the election fairly. So I, I don't think the premise underlying Jagmeet Singh's uh, statement here is necessarily true. I think he's just uh, buying time and deflecting uh, from himself, which is, you know, the critical role that he plays in upholding this government, which has been implicated in probably one of the biggest uh, interference scandals of Canadian history. You're exactly right. And when we talk about Jagmeet Singh is buying himself and his party time to increase their funding so that, that they can actually afford to go into election, as well as maybe see an improvement in the polls for their own numbers. Here they are introducing a non-binding motion in the House. So they aren't exactly taking necessary measures to create strong changes in Canada's electoral system. And if there was to be an investigation into this, as I think we all agree there should be, it would take several months to complete. So they're buying themselves months, if not upwards of a year here. And it just seems that every time there is an opportunity for a federal election, Jagmeet Singh has some fabulous idea as to why it shouldn't go ahead. Yeah, and the I think the fact of the matter is is that, you know, Jagmeet Singh really only became truly involved in this when uh, one of his own MPs claimed that she was a target of um, electoral uh, foreign interference. So it's just it just shows the priorities, you know, until it until it affected the NDP, it wasn't a huge issue. And Jag, Jagmeet Singh was uh, willing to go along with the liberal government sort of brushing this off as as not uh, a, a, a big pro as, as not being as big a problem as it is really. Toronto mayoral candidate Anthony Fury revealed City of Toronto branded crack and crystal meth pipes were being handed out at shelters across the city. Fury, who is currently on leave as True North's VP for editorial content, held a media event at Nathan Phillips Square Tuesday exposing how a City of Toronto program has been distributing drug consumption paraphernalia to shelters, including those where families are present. At the announcement, Fury displayed a crack pipe and a crystal meth pipe enclosed in Toronto Public Health branded packaging, a blue bag for a crack pipe kit and a green bag for a crystal meth pipe kit. Fury said an unnamed whistleblower alerted him to the existence of these drug consumption kits being handed out at non-profit Toronto shelters, a program that the city is forcing on shelters with the risk of being stripped of funding if the shelter's management refuses to comply. Fury said that if elected mayor, he would phase this program out and will replace the program by opening up treatment centers. So this is uh, quite the election story. Um, you know, coming from a candidate in the mayoral race, uh, do you think that um, this will somehow, you know, become an issue during the election that's coming up? I think the issue of public safety, which, of course, you can't talk about without also talking about the addictions crisis, is definitely a top of mind for many people all across Canada right now, including a wide number of people in Toronto. I am from Ontario. I have lots of family and friends in Toronto and people are noticing the uptick in criminal activity People who have taken the subway their whole lives suddenly are not feeling safe to do so anymore. And these types of programs, I mean, a crack pipe and a crystal meth pipe kit 
being handed out to people who are staying at shelters is not solving the problem. And I think the, one of the crazy parts about this story is that people didn't even know this was happening. I think when Anthony announced it, he said he's exposing it because people were just totally unaware that this is what was ongoing at city shelters. So I do think there is an element of the population that is concerned. However, when I look at the polls, I don't think it's enough people. I think we're still seeing a high lead for Olivia Chow at about 35 points. She's way further ahead than any of the nearest candidates. And Anthony Fury is certainly rising in the polls, but there's still a big gap between him and Chow. So I think one of the uh, central questions to this is the judgment of Toronto public health. I mean, you know, there's a lot of criticisms to be uh, had against, you know, the public health system and its handling of the COVID-19 crisis. But I, I just like wonder what is the, you know, um, public health reasoning behind handing out crack pipes and meth pipes? Uh, arguably, you know, you could say that handing out syringes, uh, you know, for the use of like intravenous drugs is actually a, a public health matter because, uh, you know, you can uh, spread diseases through uh, injection and, and sharing needles and whatnot. But but crack and meth pipes like what? How is this a public health issue? Right. Well, what we're seeing when we look at these issues is that public health agencies across the country are taking an experimental approach. There's actually no scientific evidence or data to back up that this will help the addictions crisis. And we still see all these woke agencies pursuing these types of policies. And I guess we're kind of all just waiting to see what's going to happen. And I think we can look over to Vancouver and see that it's not working. It's not working. And we know that Alberta has taken a different approach. They're probably four years into an eight-year plan to stem the addictions crisis. And we're already seeing some data showing in terms of overdose deaths going down. But, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see how both of these plans are going to follow. And I suspect in another couple years, we'll have very concrete evidence to prove that handing out supplies for drugs, handing out free drugs is not the way to go. A group assembled to oversee the search into potential grave sites identified near former residential schools has refused to work with a hog-based international organization dedicated to assisting governments with identifying missing persons and exhuming mass graves. The National Advisory Committee on Residential Schools, Missing Children and Unmarked Burials said yesterday that it could not trust the International Commission on Missing Persons because it is, quote, non-Indigenous. First established in 1996 at a G7 summit, the group, referred to as ICMP, first mission was to investigate missing people in the wake of the Yugoslav wars. As of 2001, the group has developed a DNA identification system for missing persons, as well as a world-recognized specialized missing persons database. According to a February 17th press release, the ICMP wrote that it would, quote, provide support to residential school survivors and Indigenous communities in Canada. At the time, Liberal Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations Mark Miller claimed that the ICMP's work was necessary to the process. It's been two years since the apparent discovery of unmarked graves near residential schools, and no remains have yet been found. Cosman, you covered this story. Why does the government not want the assistance of this group, which specializes in identifying missing people? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Um 
technically there there's a little bit of a of a intergovernment conflict here right because the the federal government as you can see from from Mark Miller's statement uh actually uh called for their involvement uh, i assume that they reached out to the ICMP uh to conduct this work but they've set up this advisory committee um, I assume that's, you know, appointed and, and has different, you know, indigenous and non-indigenous uh, elements involved who are now saying that they can't trust this internationally recognized organizations of, of professionals dedicated to the very task of identifying missing people and finding them um, because they're non-indigenous. So it, it's quite an extraordinary claim. You would assume that... Um, when we're talking about what uh, some people have identified as a genocide here in Canada, right? Like this is a ex very extreme uh, claim to make, you would uh, get the international community involved. I mean, that's just the natural process of things, right? And uh, as you see in the history of the ICMP, it was created for this very purpose, right? Like the Yugoslav Wars were uh, a very horrific conflict that resulted in so many dead and you know they since then they've been in Iraq you know identifying uh missing people as a result of of the Saddam Hussein regime and and they've been in Libya and 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 elsewhere right so it, it's quite extraordinary to turn that help away that's it for today and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.